Hi, and welcome to episode five of Permissionless. On this episode, I have Brianna Deardick as a guest, and she has a very different and unique path from all of my previous guests so far. We talk about different events in her childhood that turned her into the powerhouse she is today, and we walk through a lot of the lessons that she learned taking the entrepreneurial leap into building iconic beauty. As usual, if you love this podcast, please subscribe to us on iTunes. And without further ado, here is episode five. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Permissionless Podcast. I'm your host, Selena Vidya, and today I'm going to be chatting with the beautiful, talented, fierce, and inspiring Brianna Deerdick. A little about Brianna, she's a wife and model, survivor of severe plastic anemia, I hope I said that right, and the president of Iconic Beauty, which is a women's empowerment brand, inspiring and empowering and transforming women into who and what they want to be through mentorship and personal development. So hi, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank Thank you. you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm so excited for you to join us. Um, So just a quick little bit about how I know Brianna. So I um, actually met her through Iconic Beauty, and it was a fantastic experience. And as soon as I went through it, I knew that I had to have her on here to chat. So very happy that our listeners get a chance to hear your story. So let's jump right in. All right. (laughs) So you have a very amazing journey. Um, And you've been met with a lot of challenges that you've overcome that most people don't really have happened to them, you know, at such a young age. Can you tell us a little bit about that and some of what you were faced with in childhood? Um, I, my entire life journey has been filled with major ups and major downs. Um, When I was 10, I was diagnosed with severe plastic anemia. Um, So basically, my bone marrow just completely stopped working. Uh, My doctors told my parents that I probably only had a few days to live, and without a bone marrow transplant, there was no way I would live. So I got put on the donor list right away, and I went through chemo twice. I had countless blood and platelet transfusions, and it was a major roller coaster ride. But um, I have been in remission for over a decade, and um, I didn't have the bone marrow transplant. They never found a donor for me. Um, I had my wish granted through the Make-A-Wish Foundation. I got to go to Hawaii and swim with the dolphins. And that was a major turning point for me. That experience made me feel like just a kid again. I got to feel normal and, and I wanted that. So I fought really, really hard. Just having all of these incredible people like in my family and my friends and everyone was just praying for me. The entire community came together, was um, holding fundraisers and blood drives and just seeing all this positivity come together really opened up my eyes and was like, you know what? You're loved. You can do this. And um, I just, I realized how strong I was at a very young age. And even though it was, it was a battle, I was literally fighting for my life and it, it, that experience has single-handedly molded me into the person I am today. I'm a fighter because of it. I'm compassionate towards others because of it. And I'm, I'm goal-driven because when I was young, I knew what it was like to want something so bad and have to fight for it. And I use that in every part of my life now. Yeah, and it's amazing that you, you know, took the opportunity to really channel that for good because there's so many times where people experience things in their childhood and they're fighting for their lives. And 
it kind of breaks them down. And with you, it lifted you up and it literally made you realize that if you want something, you have to fight for it. And I think that you've carried that into your adulthood has been amazing. And I think that's part of what has kind of molded you into doing what you are today. Yeah, definitely. I, I looked at it like so many people are, are kind of lost, you know, everyone goes through something and, you know, it's different for everyone. We all have ups and downs, but I, because I've learned how to transform something that's seemingly negative into something incredible and positive and something that you can really grow and learn from, I, I want to be able to do that for other people. And that's when, you know, Iconic Beauty was born. Yeah. So, okay. Going into Iconic Beauty, do you have any defining moment over the past couple of years where you knew, okay, this is exactly what I want to do. And this is exactly what it's going to be coming to fruition as. So Iconic Beauty started off as an idea back in 2012. And at the time I was very into, um, pageants and I just started getting into modeling and I loved really what pageants were doing for me as a person and I was coaching for pageants and and all that fun stuff so I got to see people transform into these great people these confident vibrant just incredible inspiring women and and I loved that so I wanted to come up with a clothing line and at the time it was going I, at the time Iconic Beauty was going to be called True Royalty because to me being a beauty queen like the royalty part of it isn't just the uh, what you see on the outside it really is who you are on the inside so I thought True Royalty was perfect and then once I finally like put it into like a business plan and you know all of that fun stuff uh, true royalty had already been trademarked, so I couldn't do that oh, no. anymore. <laughs> I was pretty <laughs> devastated. Um, but then I, I just started um, from 2012 to now. I have gotten more into um, modeling and uh, mentorship and personal development and less into um, pageants. So when I decided to do Iconic Beauty, I started to think like, okay, what, what am I going to rename True Royalty? Because that's not an option anymore. And then, you know, beauty is like an, an outer thing, but it's also something on the inside too. And just being iconic is being timeless. And so I just, I went through a lot of ups and downs trying to figure out um, exactly what Iconic Beauty was going to be because I didn't want it to be um, geared towards pageants anymore, which is what my original idea was. And I just, I tossed around so many different ideas and I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. And then um, last year I launched Iconic Beauty and I just, I wanted it to be um, inspiring, empowering and uplifting. And I, I want people to know that if you have a dream, you absolutely can transform that into your reality. And I, um, So I created a modeling competition. All of my models came to LA for a four-day event. On the first day, it was an orientation and a workshop. And then um, the next day, all of the girls had their hair and makeup done. And they did um, photo shoots with four of my favorite photographers. And the next day was um, interviews and fashion show. And then the next day, the last day was just um, a brunch. And I 
offered 20 models modeling contracts to help me represent iconic beauty for a year. So there was a lot of ups and downs and, um, the, the main thing that just made me realize like this is something you have to do was just realizing that there is a need for it. I've had ideas tossed around for a really long time, but I just realized like there is a need for this. There are girls who have so much potential, but they don't see it in themselves. And I wanted to bring it out. Yeah. And it's so fantastic that, I mean, at the very end, there's girls whose lives are literally transformed, like things that they have been hoping for is happening for them. And it's all because of something that you created and something that you envisioned. So a lot of the permissionless listeners are either going through a time where they have the seed of an idea and they want to turn it into something, or maybe they've started something and they don't know how to transition from a full-time job or you know, however else that they're making their income. And most of it stems from fear. They're not sure how they're going to pay their bills. They're not sure if it's going to succeed. They're afraid of failing. So when you were kind of faced with the fears, how did you, what were you afraid of with Iconic Beauty and how did you um, kind of conquer those? Um, That is such a good question because from having so many ups and downs throughout my life, um, I have so many different phobias. I'm terrified of almost everything. So it's really shocking and surprising to me that I even like let myself do a lot of the things that I end up doing. Um, so, but I, somewhere throughout my life journey, I've just learned to transform fear into fuel. So whenever I get scared, I just know this is your chance. You have to make it happen. And I've always been at a point, um, up until recently, I've been in a point in my life where I haven't, it doesn't matter if it worked or not. There was nothing worse that could come out of whatever the situation was because nothing could get worse. I didn't have anything to lose and I had everything to gain. So I, I just looked at it like, this is your chance. You know, you have to go after it. And, and it's hard if you have an idea and you don't know how to how it's all going to work out. And none of that matters. You're not going to know until you actually get in there. So go for it and you'll figure it out along the way. Um, I, I had no idea what I was getting myself into when I started (laughs) Iconic Beauty. Um, If I knew exactly how it was going to work out, I still would have made all of the same mistakes, I guess, just because moving forward, everything is going to be a billion times better. And I wouldn't have learned from any of these. I wouldn't have learned from anything if I hadn't taken that one step and failed. Like so many people's lives have changed because of Iconic Beauty. And I love that so much. But in my mind, because I'm so hard on myself and I really feel like these girls are putting their faith in me to make this happen, I feel like my first Iconic Beauty event failed. And if you ask most of the girls who did the competition, they would be mind blown by that because of how life-changing it was for them. But now I know just moving forward, I, I have to just get better. So it's okay to have that fear because everyone's afraid of the unknown. But what's worse being where you're at now or trying and failing and rebuilding to be exactly what you want to be. Yeah. And I completely agree with that. I, so many people are so afraid of failing that they don't take the first step, 
But it's like, if you don't take the first step, you don't know what could unravel and it could be bigger than you ever imagined. So um, I think it's fantastic that you had learned over the course of the event, because from my point of view, it was amazing. The time that you orchestrated it, the amount of detail that went into it, how smoothly things were running. I mean, I don't know if you want to go into the time frame that you actually built the competition in, but I think that they would love to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the Iconic Beauty website launched in March and it was supposed to launch on January 1st. And I officially had ownership over like the Iconic Beauty Corporation back in November. So from November to January, I thought, okay, perfect. This is just enough time for me to get my website up and get all of the paperwork done, like all of the legal details and everything. It'll be perfect. And I'll have six months to reach out to girls. And during that time, I can help coach them and, and do whatever. And it did not work out like that. I thought January 1st, that's my deadline. My website's going up. Everything's going to be perfect. And January 1st rolled around, nothing. February 1st rolled around, nothing. March finally rolled around. And I was like, why can't everybody just get it together? And then I, I started to put the blame on other people because I hired so many different people to try and help me. But no one could see my vision. So at that point, it was really up to me to take full control over the entire situation. So from March until July, I... Um, I ended up having 53 models enter the competition and I held um, bi-monthly webinars for each of the girls to help them prepare for the competition because most of them had never done any modeling before. Most of them had only dreamed of it and most of them never even thought that they would end up trying it. So um, it was it was really great. I loved it. Um, and I loved getting that one-on-one -on -one time um, with the models, I respond to all of the emails personally. Um, I follow the girls on the Iconic Beauty social media, and I love staying up to date with everyone's lives. And, you know, I just, I have that kind of connection with everyone. And that's what means most to me is it's not, you know, I, I have this company and I, I really appreciate that I actually stay true to the values of the company, which is, you know, inspiring and empowering and transforming women. Yeah. And there's two things that stuck out for me when you were talking about what it took to put together the competition. So one thing that I want to point out is how you had talked about how you did have um, people who are helping you in the beginning, and then you decided to take things into your own hands. And I think that's such a powerful thing because in your first year, you really need to know the ins and outs and you need to know everything that's going right and wrong. So I think it's great. Um, and I think you are much better off, you know, going through that process for next year. And I also loved, um, you know, when you said that you were communicating with the girls one-on-one, -on -one, because when you look at some companies, um, usually the CEO or the president isn't hands-on with their consumers, customers, audience participants, whatever they are. And it's so much more, um, powerful and unique when, you know, the person who owns a company is actually one-on-one -on -one and building this with the people that are participating. I think it's great. Yeah, it's, it's definitely been my favorite part. And 
it's been great because there have been so many transformations. There were a lot of transformations from the time I started um, Skyping the girls. I didn't just do webinars that I posted every other week. I would Skype the girls before the competition. And and I I loved having that one-on-one time with them. I loved being able to email them and, you know, like tweeting them and and all of this fun stuff. And so it, it really, to me, is about the you know, relationships. And even though Iconic Beauty is a business more than anything, it's, it's an empowerment movement, I guess. So I, I just, I love it. I love what I get to do. And I love the people that I, that are part of it, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the best feeling ever. Um, you know, as a business owner or, you know, somebody starting a movement, it's just so empowering, even to yourself to know that you have people that you're helping. Um, so we're going to jump back a little bit into the business side of things. So if you um, had to take lessons that you learned from year one with uh, launching the business, putting on the competition and anything that you took care of after, what are some uh, things that you might change? Obviously, nothing that'll give away anything about what's, what you're up to for next year. But just on the business side, what would you change um, for yourself? Everything. <laughs> Everything. Um, the... The first year, I was out of control with my budget, but I I also didn't know how to manage money. I mean, it, it seems like such an easy thing to do. Like, most people look at money and think, like, all of my problems would be solved if I had money. And then once I had money, my problem was I'm spending it in all the wrong ways. So um, my problem um, that my biggest issue um, with the business part of Iconic Beauty is learning how to manage the financial side of it. (laughs) But I also feel like that is most that that's a problem for like most women so I know that I'm not alone in this (laughs) (laughs) I can I can attest to that for my first year in business so I'll just leave it at that (laughs) yeah it it gets a little bit hard um but um in all seriousness there's I have learned so much about business just from jumping into the fire from it and it would have been smarter if I had um taken the time to really um map out like a real plan um but now I know how to make a business plan I know how to learn from my mistakes and I know how to rebuild and move forward and that really is the most important thing that I've learned from year one that I can use moving forward like Iconic Beauty the first year is the worst that, uh, that it will ever be. Year two will be better than year one, but it won't be as great as year three and year three, you know, and, and so on. So it's really exciting to me because I know that Iconic Beauty year one was successful, even though it's hard for me on the inside to really be able to say that and believe it. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I did it on my own and it was hard, but it was worth it. And moving forward, everything is just going to get better. So yeah, you learn so much. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, making incremental changes year over year is just how to keep, you know, putting things on the up and up and making them better. So very excited to see how things turn out, um, you know, year after year for you. I want to talk a little bit about a theme. 
And what I mean by that is um, everybody, if they're starting ventures or they're leaving an industry to go to another, there's usually a similar theme that runs under everything that they're doing. So as an example for me, mine is storytelling. Um, everything that I'm a part of on the business or creative side involves storytelling of some kind. That's kind of my undercurrent. So do you, I have a feeling, because I, I know you've mentioned empowering, um, you know, and words like that. What is it for you that is your theme under everything you do? I think, I mean, really my theme is just personal values and that that can really go with anything. I My personal values are inspiring, empowering, and helping however I can. And so anytime I start something new or even if I'm helping someone else do something, I, I won't step into it unless I can stay within my own personal values. Um, and, and I think just for me, personal values are a theme that can be set with, that can go with you in no matter what it is you decide to do, whether it's business or family or hobbies or, or anything. Yeah. And I, I also think, you know, how we feel and what we put into things and our, our values ourselves are so important because our values really make us who we are. And if we have very crappy values and everything we put out in the world is, you know, not gonna, not gonna succeed and be helpful. So I think that's very powerful. And I love that theme. I actually haven't heard that one before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I, it's, it's true. You know, if you put negative things out there and if you have negative personal values, you are going to continue to attract negative things. And, and I think that's just what, I think not really having that guidance, I guess, is what really throws people off track. So, you know, my theme is personal values. And, um, I think if you have, uh, if you know what your theme is, that'll carry with you throughout everything you do. And then you always know, like, if you start to feel lost, I feel lost all the time. And then I just have to think like, okay, what am I doing? And if it's not, um, if it's not parallel to my personal values, then I, I just don't do it anymore. Yeah, it's kind of like a true north. It's like, yeah. you know, just, just point, keep going. And if it doesn't go that way, then don't follow it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Okay. So a lot of us who are building companies, uh, myself included, my schedule is just, I don't even know what my schedule would be considered right now, but we have crazy days depending on what we're managing. Um, so do you have a particular time of day where you get in your flow? Um, and what is kind of a typical day like for you, if it's possible to pinpoint? Um, I, I like routines actually. So I, I have, Monday through Friday is pretty much the same for me. And then the weekends are my time with my husband. But on the weekdays, I wake up um, around six, usually a little bit later, sometimes a little bit earlier, but around six o'clock. And I, I don't need an alarm clock to wake up, um, which is something that I really appreciate. I'm just so into what I'm doing that my ambition wakes me up every morning. Um so once I'm up, I wake up and I brush my teeth, I fix my hair a little bit, and then I um, go into my husband's office and you know, say good morning, whatever, and then I'm back to work. Um, so from probably 6.30 until noon, I'm working. I take a 30-minute lunch break or I'll go for a drive if I'm 
if I feel like I'm not being creative enough or if I'm just like struggling and whatever I'm doing, if I just need to get my mind on track, driving really helps for me. So we'll go for a drive and then I'm always back by 2.30 because I hate LA traffic and there's nothing worse than being stuck in it. So (laughs) I'm always back by 2.30. And then I work from 2.30 until 7 when my husband gets home. And then, you know, the rest of the night is is for us. But I'm constantly checking emails and rewriting my business plan and making tweaks to it however I can and networking and, and everything that I can do to make Iconic Beauty bigger and better. Um, is really what every single day goes to. Yeah. And I love the fact that you keep a routine because it's so easy when you work for yourself or, you know, you might have people working for you, but remotely to not keep a schedule. Like I'm struggling with that right now. I'm trying to find kind of what works best for me with the projects that I have. Um, but I think if you are working for yourself, you have to treat your day like an actual day. Like you have to get up, you have to have something that you know, you're going to achieve for the day. Because the more you go on through the day and you don't do anything, it kind of sets the tone and you just kind of, you're like a tumbleweed throughout the day. Um, nothing really happens. And I also love uh, the fact that you drive around. So for our listeners, um, you know, I think you should find something that gets your creativity moving. And for me, that tends to be walking across the street to get coffee. As soon as I get coffee and sit down outside of the coffee shop, ideas start coming to me, problems get solved. And then I leave and it's, you know, it's a completely different feeling. Um, so find that place or activity or whatever that helps you feel that way and gets you moving. And I guess that kind of leads us into something else that I wanted to talk about. Do you have a fun ritual or activity that you do, um, maybe besides driving, that uh, you use to pull yourself out of stressful uh, work or activities? Um. I mean, if I can be entirely honest with you, like when I'm feeling frustrated or lost or whatever, I go to social media. (laughs) So um, even if it's just scrolling through Instagram and seeing other people's lives and being happy, I am also picky about the people that I follow. I don't follow like negative people or anything, anything that's not anything that's too far off the track from like my personal values, I I just don't let into my life. Um, So I, you know, I'll follow like motivational blogs or, you know, whatever. And then like Pinterest is always great. But one of the things that I've gotten really, really into lately is um, reading personal development books. Um, I used to just listen to audio books and wouldn't really absorb as much. I mean, I would be super fired up when I'm listening to them. And then like after it's over, probably remember like one or two things out of the entire thing. So that's like hours of my life just wasted because I didn't actually get anything. Um, and now I'll read a book and I'll take notes on everything that I really, really liked. And um, that's been really therapeutic for me. And it helps me grow as a person too. So it's definitely, it's beneficial in more than one way. Awesome. And I love the fact that you use social media for something so positive. The one thing that I want our listeners to take away is when you had talked about how you don't let anything that doesn't fit your values into your bubble. I think that's so important because anything that um, doesn't fit into that just infiltrates our thoughts and kind of veers us off the wrong path. So I love that. I think that's so great. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm picky (laughs) about the things that I let into my life. But um, I haven't always been like that. I've kind of for a really long time, I, I would feel bad because there would be people in my life who 
were just so negative, but like they would start to bring me down. And once I started to get really, really picky about the things in my life and, you know, the people in my life, I, everything just started to transform. Everything got so much better. Everything was more positive, more opportunities started coming to me. And, and so it's okay to be picky. And I didn't know that before. So that, that is a good thing. It's okay to be picky. It's your life. Yes, for sure. Um, And I won't take us too far off track, but just going off that sentiment. So I actually just reactivated Facebook a few months ago, and I had it turned off for a couple of months because my husband actually did that first. And he just seemed so like a weight was lifted because he wasn't thinking about politics or, you know, anything that would come through the feed. So I deactivated it after struggling with the idea of it, which sounds silly in, uh, you know, looking back at it. But just not having all that stuff, it felt so good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But you can use social media for positivity. So yes. (laughs) Okay, so I have um, four power words that I've picked out. And I would love to know which of these words you feel got you to where you are today. And which of these words do you want to build upon and put more into your life? So the words are boldness, adaptability, fearlessness and confidence. That's such a good question because I feel like all four of those things I've struggled with for a really long time and all four of those things I want to get better at and I've been working on. Um, To be officially fearless really is part of my ultimate dream because I have, because of all of the ups and downs that I've been through throughout my life, I have developed somehow every phobia possible. I'm terrified. There's a bathroom (laughs) in our house that I will not go in because I'm absolutely terrified of it. I feel like there's a ghost in it and there's probably (laughs) not, but I'm terrified of it. Like I can't be home alone at night. So I'll go for a drive until my husband gets home and it's getting, since it's like, since the seasons are changing and it gets darker quicker, like, and it just being scared of little things is so stupid to me. And I want to become officially fearless because fear and faith both require you to believe in something that you can't see. So I want to be able to transform that fear into faith that everything will be okay. So I'm kind of working on all four of those things, but fear is definitely at the top of my list right now. Gotcha. I love it. Um, And then, so is there one that uh, you feel got you to where you are now? Um, I guess like just being bold, Um, not not knowing what was going to happen um, and just going for it. I think that takes a lot of boldness. I can't really say that confidence is what what got me there or fearless was or... uh, adaptability, like none not really any of those things, but boldness more than anything, because you had to be bold to fight through the fear. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, boldness got you to where you are today. So it's definitely, I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite thing about building your own life uh, and living by your own rules? Because really, when you're working for yourself and building a business, you just have the world is your oyster. You can basically treat your day however you want. You can do things for loved ones. You can, you know, so um, what do you love about that lifestyle? Um, I I love just that. I love building my own life and living by my own rules. It's, um, it's a freedom that most people don't get to experience. And that's why I love Iconic Beauty so much because I want to be able to help other people get to this freedom that I have. Um, 
I love that. I, I work for myself, so I don't have anyone telling me what to do, when to do it, how to do it. I don't have someone telling me how much money I'm worth because there's no cap on how much um, I can make or do because at the end of the day, running my own business means that I am a result of the effort that I'm putting into the work that I'm doing. Um, at the same time, on the days that I am feeling lazy, I don't have someone telling me like you need to get it together. So there are there are some struggles in that, but more than anything, I I love the positive aspect of being able to live by by my own rules and building the life that I love because um, there really is nothing else like it. Yeah. And I mean, so many people try so hard to do that. And it until you get a taste of what it's like, you don't understand how amazing it is. Um, you know, I worked and worked and worked. And then as soon as I got a taste of what it was like to work for myself, I said I would never go back to work for anyone again. And I would do whatever it was in my power to not have to do that. Um, so it's definitely just the whole entire lifestyle of being able to do what you want to do makes it totally worth it. All of the stress and any of the struggles, it always turns out to be positive in the long run. Yeah, definitely. So living permissionless, um, like we just talked about, is basically building life on your own terms. If you had to give somebody one piece of advice who maybe wants to take the leap, but they're a little unsure or they're afraid, um, or they've started, but they just can't keep going, what would that advice be? Just do it. <laughs> Wait, that's trademarked. I don't know if I can like. <laughs> but Nike swoosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you, you really can, and you will never know what power you have in yourself until you start to put it into life. And um, that's that alone is just so powerful. And you know. Jumping into Iconic Beauty and not being prepared has taught me more than if I would have planned it all out because it doesn't matter how much planning you do, something's always going to happen that you're not prepared for. So um, it doesn't matter how much planning you put into whatever it is that you want to do, everything's going to work out the way that it's supposed to. Regardless, you are going to hit bumps in the road. And at the end of the day, everything is going to be worth it if you take that leap of faith. Because if you don't, you're going to stay where you're at now. And where you're at now, you can always go back to if your dream doesn't work out. But if you don't try your dream, you don't have a choice but to stay where you are or fall back if someone decides to try harder at the job that you're at right now and you get bumped from it. So it's it gets it gets complicated. It gets harder if you decide not to just go for it. Yeah, I agreed. And I think the one thing, you know, that I can kind of tack on to that is just always trying to level up. So always try to be one step better or do something better than you were before. Um, and then I think, you know, you'll get to where you want to be and try not to pressure yourself so much and just kind of go with the flow. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, um, we have something called the speed round here and I'm just going to run through three questions really quick and you could just give the first answer that comes to the top of mind. So these are my, my favorite. I'd love them. Okay. <laughs> okay. So what is your favorite book for motivation? My favorite book for motivation. Ah, oh my gosh. I suck. I have no idea. Girl boss. <laughs> Girl boss. Oh, I love that book. Yes. <laughs> I love that book and I love her. She's yeah. amazing. 
I know I read through that in like a day. I sat down and was done. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is too perfect. Like she has to be my spirit animal. This is the best book ever. <laughs> I, I know it's so great. And um, if anybody listening isn't sure uh, who Sophia Amoroso is, she's this, well, she's not the CEO of Nasty Gal anymore. She stepped away as CEO. I believe. Um, I think she is just advising the company, but she built Nasty Gal from the ground up and she has a very, very amazing story too. So you should definitely check that book out. Yeah. What are two badass songs that get you pumped up? I have an entire playlist of like, like pump me up songs. Like my pump me up playlist is definitely my favorite right now. Masterpiece. Um, and Stand By You are my favorites because it's um, masterpiece is like, I'm not perfect, but I'm working on myself every day. And uh, Stand By You is just, you're not alone. Like someone, like I'm here for you kind of thing. And, and even though it's just a song, it makes me feel like I'm not alone. And I also feel like that's the role that I'm playing with Iconic Beauty is letting all of these girls know that you're not alone. I will be there for you, you know, whatever it is, like in any life situation, anytime, like you feel like you need someone, I can be that person. So those two songs are my favorite because they are, I feel like they're speaking to me. I love it. And I also, I'm not sure if I've heard either of those. I might have, and I just didn't know the name, Um, but they're not very like poppy upbeat songs, are they? They're definitely poppy upbeat. Like they're girly songs. (laughs) I'm going to have to listen to them. Uh (laughs) I will stalk them. Yeah. They're, they're really great. Okay. So who is somebody that you feel truly lives permissionless and that you would like to see interviewed at some point in time? Um, I met an incredible woman uh, just before Iconic Beauty. Her name's Katie, and she's the founder of Want, um, which is Women Against Negative Talk. And I think that she would be incredible to have on this because um, her mission is very parallel to Iconic Beauty. And she is just a great person, very genuine soul. And um, she, she really would be great. She truly lives permissionless. Yeah. And I remember hearing her talk and I was so inspired. I sat there and my eyes were just glued to her and I wasn't thinking about anything else, but just listening to what she was saying. Um, she definitely has a very powerful message. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's great. So I will definitely keep that in mind because I had the same thoughts. So <laughs> yeah, <it should laughs> we're on the perfect. same page there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I that sadly that's the end of this. Um, I had a lot of fun talking, and I wish I'm still trying to get the times uh, how long I want these to be kind of down. And I think per person it's going to change. But I wanted to thank you so much for joining us. Um, your story is so inspiring and so incredible. And just seeing how you've grown from you know what you were kind of battling with as a child to what you've built now, it's just incredible. And I'm happy that our listeners got a chance to hear it. Thank you. Thank you so much. I I loved this. And I feel like even just going through this podcast with the questions that you've been asking me, it's been making me think in my head. So now I'm like, okay, got to get back to work because (laughs) you just like started a whole new wave for me. So you probably noticed that that last episode ended a little bit prematurely, which is one of the woes of testing out new podcasting software. 
The only thing that you missed was Brianna and Iconic Beauty's social information, which I went ahead and put in the show notes for you. So take a visit there and follow her and Iconic Beauty to see uh, what's coming up next. Thanks again for tuning into Permissionless. I'll catch you on the next episode. I dare you to stop asking for permission. I challenge you, you crazy creative or entrepreneur, to be bold, to take risks, to listen to your gut and remember that you have the ability to accomplish anything that you put your heart and mind to. I challenge you to be strong in the face of adversity and hardships and to keep pushing when the future looks unclear, to be adaptable, to build businesses, lives, and relationships that set your soul ablaze. I challenge you to ignite the entrepreneur in you or nourish the existing one, to say yes to yourself and know that you can achieve your goals. You'll demolish the imaginary barriers keeping you from reaching your highest potential. I challenge you to live with fearlessness and confidence. I challenge you to live permissionless.